Welcome to Living Life as a Visual Thinker. I'm Betty Fetter, and I want to share what it means to be a visual thinker. We'll find out how it affects us at school and on the job, and we'll share success stories from visual thinkers young and old. Hi, thanks for joining me today. You know, it's back to school season, and I know in our neighborhood, I'm seeing the yellow school buses are all around, and you know, there are kids uh, walking to school, you know, there's been so many of the back to school sales, and you know, my own grandchildren are back in the classroom, and you know, it's just that time of year where the excitement of back to school and a new school year, but at the same time, back to school can mean it's time to start worrying. You know, there's excitement with back to school, but there can be anxiety with back to school. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about that anxiety that comes with back to school. And, you know, especially if you have a visual learner and there may be a little more anxiety. So, you know, kind of what are we going to do with that? So, you know, back to school is supposed to be it's you know lighthearted and fun and we're going to get new clothes and new school shoes and new backpacks and you know all the back to school sales at the stores you know markers galore and um you know your new pencil box and folders and you know there's just great fun in back to school uh, there's going to be a new teacher and you get to see your friends again. And, you know, sometimes mom and dad, it's been a long summer and we're kind of excited about back to school to get kids back into their routine. And, you know, let's be doing some constructive stuff. And, and you know, that's just, it's good stuff all around. But there can also be some anxiety that comes with back to school, especially if you have a child who has struggled in the past in the classroom. So, you know, there's just that natural excitement that comes with just, it's new, you know, I have a new teacher and I'm going to be in a new class and I might not know everything a fourth grader is supposed to know. And, you know, those things are all kind of natural. But if you have a visual learner, There may be some more extreme kinds of anxiety. You know, if they had a hard time with math last year or with reading or just feeling so behind or out of it in the classroom, there may just be this really um, very real, very different kind of anxiety for them. And first, I just want to say, that's real. And, you know, we don't want to give into it and we don't want to be overly protective, but we really don't want to ignore it or make light of it. And so, you know, what are we going to do about it? How, what can we do? But then, you know, where, how do we, how do we manage it and and help our kids through that situation? So, you know, I think one of the things that I think comes by nature for all of us is let's focus on the positive. So whatever did happen last year or whatever those struggles were, it is a new teacher. It is a new classroom. You know, your kids got older and sometimes things just are easier because they're a little bit older. You know, they may have struggled with some reading in first grade, but by now, you know, there's they're more natural readers and, and, you know, things can just have gotten easier. Um, Their ability to manage or cope with their feelings can get easier. And so there's a lot of positives and there's a lot of reason to be really hopeful. 
Um, but if your child, there's, there's that anxiety there and it's very real, you also want to let them talk about it. And, you know, you don't want to end up with interrogating them or how do you feel? Are you really worried? I mean, what are you thinking about this grade? Do you think it's going to be like last year? And you don't want to assume that they're really having a tough time and kind of talk them into it being a real problem. So there's this this balance of like all positive and pretending it's not there isn't okay. But at the same time, let's not go crazy and magnify what might be there. And so let them talk, but not the night before, but, you know, kind of leading up to it. How are they feeling about it? Or, you know, just watch for those little cues in them about when you might see them a little stressed and get them to talk about what it is. Because so many times just acknowledging something and allowing it to come to the surface will really help dissipate it as it is. The really important, don't discount them. Oh, honey, that was silly. That was last year. That doesn't matter anymore. Nah, that does matter to them. And so, you know, don't discount it. How do you feel about that? What do you think might happen this time? You know, let them walk it through and offer some suggestions or encouragement where you can. Another part thought is don't project your feelings on them. You might be nervous about what's going to happen. Maybe you know something about this teacher, or maybe there's a lot of kids in this classroom, or, you know, you may be having some of your own anxiety. Keep it to yourself. Never, never, never let your worry or your concern, do not put that on your child. Don't let them have any hint of it. You know, we're big. We can manage how we're feeling. Totally not fair to add that to them. Another thought, there's an, an author, Elizabeth Gilbert. She has a she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She has a new book out on um, creativity. And I'm embarrassed I don't remember the name, but her new book, and she has a little chapter, and she talked about when she was young, and she was very fearful as a child and just nervous and fearful about everything. And as she got older, that one of the ways she learned to manage her fear and her anxiety was she decided it didn't get a vote. So, you know, she's going to go somewhere, figuratively speaking, whatever her emotions were about what was happening, fear might be present, anxiety might be present, but it didn't get to drive the car. It didn't get to make the decisions. It didn't get to decide what was going to happen. And so, you know, we can have a little bit of anxiety, our children might, but Let's not let that be the deciding factor. Let's think about how we're going to use that as information or guidance over what's going on, and then we're going to find a solution for it. But it's not the be-all, end-all position. And, you know, the other thought I'd share about, you know, your child having some anxiety about school is, let's take it one day at a time. You know, not all of school is going to happen the first day or at supply drop-off or what happened in the playground any one day. And so, you know, there's 170, 180 days in the school year. There's lots of opportunity. There's going to be lots of good on top of where there might be a few challenges, but it's okay. 
like they're going to be okay, we're going to be okay, and let's all take a deep breath, help them take a deep breath, and one thing at a time, and let's go back to the focus on the positive. Now, our children may be having a little bit of anxiety going into the school year, but mom and dad, you are hoping for the best for your kids, but there may be some anxiety on your part, especially if your child had a tough time last year or there were some bumps or there's certain subjects. You are a human being too, and you have very real feelings, especially about your babies and them being in this classroom and, and you know, you kind of have to surrender them to, you know, what the situation is again. So I want to remind you, it's a new school year too. There are new teachers, there's new kids, they are older, and so some things are going to come naturally easier to your kids, and where they struggled in the past, they may not. You know, I bet you did some work last year over wherever those challenging areas were, and that work that you did is going to pay off. You know, they're going to bring that into the classroom with them, and so... There may still be a few bumps, but let's not assume the worst and let's not get too anxious or too um, nervous right now either. And you know, there are going to be some challenges, and especially if you have a visual learner. You know, visual learners need uh, some different things in the classroom that our schools are not necessarily prepared to give them or they're not set up to give them. And that's where some of the disconnect and some of the struggle happens, but there are ways to work with that. And the even if your kid wasn't a visual learner, there's still challenges. There's always some bumps in, in life. And so part of it is reframing the conversation. So is my child going to have a terrible school year because, you know, ABC? Or, you know what? there's opportunity. How, when something does happen, okay, now I can see that's the place they may need a little work. They may need a little extra help at home. We could use, you know, that that kind of can help shine the light on where it is that we have the opportunity to kind of step in and do some things at home to help the classroom learning be better or come easier for them. You know, visual learners have a great mind. There's so many times that we could end up in school feeling like, oh my gosh, I have a visual learner. This whole year is going to be how bad they test, how they're struggling here, they're struggling here. This is, you know, where they're kind of falling short and their numbers are never going to be where they need to be. No, visual learners have brilliant minds. That what goes on in the right side of the mind is so powerful and so exciting, but they're children and they have to learn how to manage what's going on in the right side of their brain. And they're going to have to develop those skills on the left side of their brain that kind of help them slow down all those creative ideas all the, just the excitement, the energy, the curiosity, you know, the right side of the mind is that innovation and excitement and 
um, new things and new connections. It's the people part of the brain. It's the relationship. It's the, the talking, the social, the animated part of the brain. And it takes time to know how do I quiet that part of my mind? How do I put my thoughts in order? How do I learn to remember the kinds of things I'm hearing instead of seeing? But it's all possible. But what we need to go at first is, this is a great mind and this is a great kid. And so we can develop the skills to kind of harness it and to know how to use what's in our mind and that's what we're going to do this year. So let's let's think together. This is a great opportunity. It's going to be a great year. But as parents, we're going to help make this a really good year. So to get started, I've got a couple things here. So to get started, I have an ebook for you. It's 10 Tips to a Successful School Year. You just have to go to the blog and download the ebook. And you know, it's all kinds of things like, you know, how do you make their study more visual? How do you make more hands-on activity? How, what can you do with math to make it more conceptual or hands-on so they're more successful in the classroom? So we have all kinds of well, 10 categories, but lots of suggestions in those categories for what you can do at home to get this school year off to a good start and to, to, to make it successful for everybody. So head to the blog and download the ebook. But even more than the ebook, I just want to encourage you, this is what this blog is about. This is what this podcast is about. It's about helping parents create success for their visual learners. I want to help you help your child. And so we're going to talk about how your child learns, how they think, what they need in order to remember, what kinds of skills they are developing, and what we can do to help them develop them. You know, what can we do to help them write, you know, papers? What can we do to develop their handwriting? You know, how do we help them memorize those vocabularies or their spelling words? And there's just so many techniques to help that, that are just really not that complicated. It's just a matter of being aware of what they are. And along the way, I want to keep reminding you, you have a great kid. And there's so many things that we want to make sure they know so they feel so good about who they are and who they are becoming and how they're growing into themselves. So I hope you will subscribe to the blog, go get your ebook, and let's stay tuned and stay connected. And together, we're going to make this a great school year. So thanks for today, and we're going to talk again really soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the podcast, Living Life as a Visual Thinker with Betty Fetter. For the notes and resources from today's podcast, visit BettyFetter.com. If you'd like a copy of my book, Being Visual, visit Amazon.com for a Kindle or paperback version.